States with abortion bans saw birth rates increase this year by an average of 2.3% over last year, compared to states where the procedure is legal. That's the finding of a new study published by the Institute of Labor Economics. Researchers found that in states with bans, on average, between 20 and 25% of people who wanted an abortion were not able to get one. This is Pulse Check. I'm Alice Miranda Olstein. The U.S. is joining a dozen countries in support of a voluntary declaration on climate and health that will be presented at this year's U.N. Climate Summit in Dubai, which kicks off on November 30th. The countries, including Brazil, Malawi, Kenya, India, and Germany, will commit to addressing environmental factors that impact health and promote steps to reduce pollution and waste in their health sectors. Public health groups, including AIDS United and Planned Parenthood, are urging the CDC to issue guidance encouraging more use of the antibiotic doxycycline to prevent sexually transmitted infections. While doxycycline is FDA-approved, meaning doctors can already prescribe the drug as an STI preventative, the groups say a CDC endorsement would help increase awareness of record STI rates and uptake of the antibiotic. And... The Biden administration is reforming the nation's organ transplant system for the first time in 40 years, but funding concerns leave its future uncertain. Politico healthcare reporter Chelsea Ceruzzo is here to explain. Hey, Chelsea, thanks for being here. Thanks so much for having me. So you are looking into a law President Biden signed in September to modernize the organ transplant system. What's going on there? What needed reforming? What has happened? So for the last 40 years or so, the system has actually been run by one organization called the United Network for Organ Sharing, or UNOS. And while organ transplantation has gone up in the U.S. in recent years, the waitlist has just continued to grow. It it now has more than 60,000 candidates on it. And a few years ago, Congress looked into the network and says they found a system of mismanagement. Organs were not moving fast enough and people were dying waiting for transplants. Officials say around 6,000 people a year die awaiting a transplant. While the organization behind the organ network says the system isn't a failure, like Congress has said, They also say it can be improved upon. So this bipartisan law was passed to change it. Instead of one organization running everything, this law gives bits and pieces of the system to different entities which have to bid for contracts to run things like IT and operations and policymaking. It sort of breaks up the system in hopes of making it more effective. So this was signed into law in September. What, if anything, has happened since then? When can we start to see, you know, actual improvements and changes? Not quite yet. So the law needs money to enforce, but Congress hasn't given HHS the funding. It says it needs to really move things along. The day the law was actually signed, the HHS Secretary Javier Becerra told reporters that without funding, officials and the contractors they're hoping to bring in to run the system can't really do too much. In the meantime, HHS has been holding industry days and soliciting feedback from the transplant world on how to implement the law, which again is subject to funding. So it's sort of this waiting game to see what happens. What do the people who are part of this organ transplant world want to see happen and think the law could do? 
I think the best way to put it is they're cautiously optimistic. Some of them, including UNOS and other organ procurement organizations, are worried that splitting up the network, which they say is already extremely complicated, will just complicate it further. So they really want to see good oversight from the government. One thing that both officials and UNOS, the organization that runs the system now, do agree on is that the board that is in charge of making policy for the entire system needs to be independent. It's currently under UNOS, but they they also say it should be broken out into an independent entity. So that's a big one. And we'll see how that goes. Well, thanks for sharing this with us and keep us posted as this moves forward. Absolutely. Thanks so much. And that's our show. Our music is by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Afra Abdullah is our producer. Annie Reese and Alex Keeney are our senior producers. Kara Tabor is an editor for PulseCheck. Our healthcare team editors are Eli Reyes, Dan Goldberg, Barbara Van Tyne, Beth Belton, and Sean Zeller. I'm Alice Miranda Olstein. Subscribe and follow PulseCheck for a new episode every day. And subscribe to our newsletters where you can read this reporting Pulse, Future Pulse, and Prescription Pulse. Thanks for listening.